The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Wow. Next week is Christmas. The year 2020 just breezed through fast, but most of the time, it's just like a whirlwind. Too much upheavals, but praise God. You and I are still standing stronger in our resolve, and we know that victory is at hand. Amen? Don't forget to register for our upcoming Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. Seating is limited. You can go to our website, SOGMI.org, and click Events. There will be a registration fee of $25 per person for those that are coming and attending personally. But if you want to attend the live streaming, you must register too. And we have to charge you a registration fee of $15 per person. You need to register as soon as possible because I am taking the names and I wanted to know who are attending personally so that I can prepare after Christmas. I'll be isolating myself to hear from the Lord for our country, for the nations, and for others. And we will be joined by registrants from other parts of the world too. So if you want to be a part and you cannot come, and seating is limited, you can watch it live stream, but you need to register, okay? So that I will know that you are there. Remember, go to our website, SOGMI.org, and click Events. $25 per person for those that are attending personally, and $15 for those who want to join us through live streaming. I need to know ASAP, okay? You do not want to miss this important event. Again, SOGMI.org and click events. We just got back from Washington, D.C. The Lord gave me a specific assignment and Joshua to go to Atlanta, Georgia, and then to Washington, D.C. We were joined by Mike and Erica, which is a blessing because we drove. We didn't fly. James stayed behind because he needed to work and he was not able to get the time off. So thank you, James, Deb, and Nicole, and the entire core team for holding the services and keeping a watch. You three did a great job, and Michaela too, for the praise team. Before I shared with you what we did in Washington, D.C., I just want to encourage you, my dear brothers and sisters, what is happening in our country is still not the end. The will of God was released, and the will of God and the perfect plan of God is going to manifest. Do not say any negative words contrary to that, and God is going to intervene. The wonderful part about is I can't take credit for it. Nobody can take credit for it because we were so united for the first time. We were so united, 
and we keep on increasing in number and we are joined in with our stand for the will of God to manifest in this country by Christians all over the world. So God is going to hand us the victory and guess what? He gets all the glory. So we left Monday and we bless all the nine states that we drove through. And a proclamation was made in Washington, D.C. on Thursday before the big event that Saturday and before the important decision of the Supreme Court concerning the case filed by the state of Texas. The Lord sent us there ahead of time to issue his verdict, to issue his decision over the election before the Supreme Court before other decisions were rendered, because you know why? Because his verdict and his judgment and his decision is supreme. It is over the whole universe. So it is over the Supreme Court decision. And I'm going to share with you more about that in the next broadcast, but this is important. For the past two weeks, I was praying to the Lord, and Joshua shared this here on the radio. I shared it too, but it is worth repeating. I asked the Lord, what else can we do? Because when things get delayed, when things are not manifested that are promises of God, it is not God's fault because His nature is He will never withhold good things from His people. So I asked the Lord, there must be something that we need to do that we have not done before. So the Lord led me to repent and address six issues, which I did. And if you missed that, we are on Spotify. We are on podcasts. You can go to our website and listen to them over again. So I led the body, the congregation, to repent and address the important issues that are important to God. And I continue to ask for instruction. The instruction that I got before we reached Washington, D.C. is the Lord, he quoted the scripture in Isaiah 126. It says, I will restore your judges as in the days of old and your counselors as in the beginning. And afterwards, after all this will be restored, you will be called a faithful city, a city of righteousness. I am combining King James Version and Amplified Version of Isaiah 126. This is the one thing that we need to address in the body of Christ because of the big impact that we let go for many, many years, but now it needs to be addressed. So God is going to restore the judges as in the days of old and counselors as in the beginning. And I know all of you, if not most of you, have read the book of Judges, right? The judges were raised by God to lead the nation of Israel. Every time the nation of Israel turned against God, they were turned over to their enemies. But when they start crying out to God, God raised judges. So judges in the book of Judges, they are warriors, they are leaders, and they are prophets, and they all experienced and were used by God in the supernatural realm. Those are the qualifications. They are warriors, they were leaders, they were prophets. So in the book of Judges too, God is very careful. They were men and one woman named Deborah. 
So if God is restoring the judges as in the days of old, then the Deborah in our times, women judges, will also be restored. Now, as in Numbers, we know that in the book of Judges, there were more men. There's only one woman. You can see that. But do not stop those women anointed by God that are in the front lines, but instead support and pray for them. They are nameless, faceless people like in the book of Judges that are coming to the forefront. You can see in previous generations even, women who are strong leaders. Now in our times, you can see now in what is happening in our country, there are strong women that are leaders and are Christians that are fighting for this country, fighting against fraud in our election, and now are becoming renowned. It is because it is time. What happened in many generations, even in this generation, preachers in the pulpit have really preached and applied what the Apostle Paul instructed Timothy regarding the women in Ephesus church that became a general rule that women cannot preach. Women cannot be pastors. Women cannot be above men. And it negates a lot of the scriptures and who God is. God does not play favorites. That's why now we can explain Deborah. Here we are, we have so many issues in our times, and we are still arguing or discussing if women can be leaders or if they can be pastor. And I always say that the condition of our country or nation is reflective on the condition of the church. We are responsible. So what happened from many, many generations, women are limited in the church but not in the world. So it creates a vacuum because if we do not take the truth and if we do not follow the ways of God, then it created a vacuum and here comes the feminist movement. The Lord Jesus gave us his name with authority in both heaven and on earth. In other words, he gave us the stewardship of his inheritance, which are the nations of the world. So what happened is most leaders continue to teach and limit women in the front lines because there's so few. Even women are as equally responsible. And they misused Paul's instruction to Timothy concerning the women in Ephesus. That instruction is inspired by God, but it is not a general truth. Epistles concerning the issues in the church, if they applied to a certain group of people, then it is going to be set up as a doctrine or as a rule. That instruction is for the church in Ephesus because they were having lots of issues with women who got converted, who used to be priestesses of God Diana. Well, the goddess Diana was superior to men and would not want to be subjected to men. So these women got converted and they're still having this belief and they're still teaching others and influencing, including men, 
who started quarreling and arguing amongst themselves. So Paul was saying that, no, you are not superior because Eve is the one who committed a sin first and then Adam. Now we understand what Apostle Paul was saying that, but you know, women, if you continue to be righteous and peaceful, you can be saved through childbearing. If you're going to follow that context that women cannot lead, women cannot be pastors, and they can only be saved through childbearing, what about those who don't have any children? Because for one thing, we can only get saved by and through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not through childbearing. So if you have kids, if you gave birth to a lot of kids, you are more saved than others. So now we can understand that issue. And you know what? You need to listen to Joshua's message again, over and over again, that was broadcasted last year and also this year. Uh, We are on Spotify, and you can go to our website and look for it, Women in the Church. But you know what? Even in times of Deborah, she had that issue, but it did not stop her. The only woman judge of Israel. Under her leadership, the nation of Israel were at peace for 40 years. Let me read it to you. Judges chapter 4, verse 4. Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. Deborah was described as the wife of Lapidoth, even in those times. Because of her position, instead of her being described as Deborah, whose husband's name is Lapidoth, or who is married to Lapidoth, but no, she was still described as the wife of Lapidoth. It doesn't matter if people will put limitations on you or put you down. Because God can empower you, and that's all that matters. And Deborah, as a judge, did not rule in her own house. That's why she held court at the palm of Deborah, between Ramah and Bethel, because that is separated. When she gets home, she's still the wife of Lapidoth. But as soon as she takes that court, She's the judge and the leader of the whole nation. This is what we need to discuss. Because of this shortcoming or failure of the church leaders, it created a vacuum and the feminist movement was birthed by the world, by Satan. It was a counterfeit equality. Now, they got carried away, just like that of Satan. He didn't know when to stop because he self-destruct. Now they're not just fighting for equality. They're just like the goddess Diana and the priestesses in those times. They want to be superior to men. And they added racism, they added different names, and it is getting worse and worse and worse. So God is looking upon the United States of America. And while we are on our way to Washington, D.C., the Lord started talking and discussing this, that we need to correct as a body. Yes, there are only few women that were anointed by God to be a judge. Because let me tell you one thing, 
and I speak for a lot of women, we don't want the leadership. We want somebody else to take it, and we can follow. So the Apostle Paul have instructed Timothy, or Pastor Timothy, says, I, the apostle and the overseer of the church in Ephesus, I do not permit women to teach. Because why? They're teaching that women are superior to men. And if you notice, Paul did not say God does not permit or does not want women to teach. He said, Paul, as an apostle, do not want or did not permit these women to teach because of their teaching. I always tell you that the four Gospels are universal truth. The epistles, if they talk about God or about the church, they are universal truth. But if they address a certain issue or sin, those only applied to those specific situations that are still in existence in the church today. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 through 29, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. We are all children of God, young and old, male or female. And 28, there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. The scripture does not negate itself. It is a holy book. So the same apostle, Apostle Paul, who gave the instruction, I do not permit women to teach in Ephesus, is the same that there are no male or female in the kingdom of God, slave nor free, because we are all one in Christ Jesus. Now it makes sense, isn't it? God is restoring the judges as in the days of old. Some of them are women, and now you cannot stop them from taking their post. It brings glory to God. It is good for the country. It is good for the world. So the counterfeit women equality movement or the feminist movement is going to be replaced by women judges, Christians appointed by God that are equal in stature and authority with men who have the same position. So do not stop them. So let us go back to Deborah in the book of Judges. The Lord gave instruction to Barak, which is the commander of the army of the nation of Israel, through Deborah, to gather 10,000 warriors. And finally, the Lord will hand Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army. But in Judges chapter 4, verse 8, Barak said, I'm not going to obey God or I will not go, not unless you go with me. And Deborah, in verse 9, said, Very well, she replied, I will go with you, but you will receive no honor in this venture, for the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh, and then the Lord used jail to kill Sisera, who came to their tent. And jail is also a wife of Heber the Kenite. 
So the Lord used a woman because Barak did not follow the instruction to the letter. So if you still have problems with women or with me in the leadership position, then why don't you ask God himself, how come he chose Deborah instead of her husband to be the judge? And you know what? The Lord sent me to Pakistan to minister and train the leaders there. And even while I was still in the United States at the Chicago airport, there was this great news that an American businessman was kidnapped in Lahore, Pakistan, in which where I'm going. Let me ask you this. If you have a problem with me being the leader, are you willing to go to Pakistan? Are you willing to go to Africa? Are you willing to go to the southern part of the Philippines where they were beheading Christians? Are you willing to go to India? You know, when Devine and I went to Maguindanao after the massacre of about 98 people, buried alive, even the local pastors there were afraid to go. Some pastors went with me because they knew that I was not afraid. So are you willing to go? Are you willing to carefully follow God's instruction to the letter? Are you willing to make the sacrifices? And are you willing to believe God for the resources to come? It comes with responsibility. Things are not being given to you because as a judge and a prophet, you cannot compromise. You cannot monetize the anointing. You cannot monetize prophecy or else you'll be like Balaam. So if you are not willing to go and you want to choose what you're going to be in your position in the kingdom of God, that's why there are some women that are leaders and strong that are in the front lines. Because you yourself is not willing to risk your life or will not even want to leave the comforts of your home, of your city, of your country, all right? And I have so many stories to tell. But this is one criteria that it will manifest before the complete peace in this country. I really believe that the manifestations of God's verdict concerning this election on who's going to be the president of the United States of America will manifest if the body of Christ will see these things through. You need to get rid of naysayers and those that are speaking and walking and living in unbelief or compromises away from you. Or if you are one of them, you need to repent so that for the sake of this country, for the glory of God and for the benefit of his people. Amen. So I will restore God promise that he will manifest this if we'll continue to obey. I will restore thy judges as in the days of old. So my assignment, a nameless, faceless person in Washington, D.C., with the same nameless, faceless persons in Joshua, in Erica, and Mike, we went to the Supreme Court to issue and to render a verdict before the Supreme Court, before they render their own verdict. Because whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we lose on earth is loose in heaven. So we combine the authority of the throne of God and the only true judge who is going to judge the living and the dead 
to release his verdict regarding this country, regarding this election, that will supersede every other directives, decisions that are made by our political leaders, by the Supreme Court, by the local states. They cannot override this. Amen? And we were sent there before the big Christian gathering there, showing support for President Trump. At the same time, before the Supreme Court rendered their verdict regarding the state of Texas and against the four battleground states. Tell you one thing. Texas, because of our godly leaders, continues to lead in righteous governance. And that is the destiny of the state of Texas. I released that probably about three or four years ago. Now start manifesting. So pray for our governor, lieutenant governor, and our attorney general. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.